The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. Well, I hope you are all having a good 2022 so far. It's only been a couple weeks, but hopefully it's been a good couple weeks. It's dead winter here in Baltimore. And the cold is really starting to settle in now. And as I get older, I'm trying to appreciate every day I'm lucky enough to be on this earth. And and so I'm trying to appreciate wintertime more, even though I'm more of a summer person. One thing I noticed, how beautiful the sunsets are in the winter. I think because of the angle of the sun, but the sunsets are more orangey, they're uh, more golden color, which is beautiful. But I think it goes without saying that life is a little more difficult in the winter. I mean, you can't just run outside in a t-shirt and shorts. You have to dress in layers, uh, which takes longer to get ready. It's not as comfortable being all bundled up. Granted, the high humidity in the summer isn't very comfortable either. I get it. But it still takes longer to get outside. You got to warm the car up. Uh, It takes longer to settle in when you get back home, peeling off the layers. Uh, the chill in the air when, you, when you're outside still hits your face unless you're wearing a ski mask. Not to mention it gets darker earlier than in summer. Although interestingly, I think I mentioned this before, but it doesn't start getting really cold around here until the days start getting longer. So figure that one out. But my point for bringing this up is that if you're like me and you got a lot on your plate, and you're trying to get ahead in life, the wintertime just adds one more stressor on top of everything else. I remember when I was first diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, uh, which a, a number of years later I realized that stress was the main trigger, if not the sole trigger, I only seemed to flare up in the wintertime. And it was predictable enough that my doctor was thinking it, it may make sense to up my maintenance dose of meds uh, during that time. Uh, I was taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Of course, things got worse before they got better, and eventually I, I was starting to flare up year-round. Uh, did, didn't matter if it was winter or summer or whatever. But I feel like in the beginning, when I was diagnosed, I was already close to my stress threshold, and the extra stress of wintertime just pushed me over the edge, and I would flare up. Can't prove it, but certainly makes sense. To me, at least. And so I view wintertime as just another challenge to overcome as you're climbing that proverbial mountain toward reaching your goals. You're not only working hard to get up that mountain, but there are other obstacles in addition to that mountain that make it more difficult. And it's easy to start feeling frustrated, you know, like uh, whatever you do, there's always uh, other things getting in your way, like the universe is against you. For me, uh, in addition to wintertime, my back injury comes to mind. No one's fault, but 
it just added pain literally and sucked up a lot of my time that I really couldn't afford, but you know, didn't have a choice going to physical therapy, doing my home exercises and heat therapy, uh, doctor appointments, filling out paperwork, making co-payments online, making arrangements to have heavier groceries delivered, snow removal, which all takes up precious time and other things too that I uh, can't think of right now. And so it's easy to get discouraged and it's much harder in the beginning as well. While you know, you're just trying to establish yourself and create that well-oiled machine that I was talking about last episode. If you haven't listened to last episode, I think what I'm saying now will, will make more sense if you go back and listen to that first. But one thing to keep in mind while you're in this difficult time is that it's only temporary. It won't be this hard forever. And in fact, as you create that well-oiled machine, you're putting yourself in a better position. You know how they say uh, you make your own luck? Well, what do they mean exactly? It means that you put yourself in a better position so that you can take advantage of opportunities when they arise, including recognizing said opportunities. You don't know when or in what way, shape, or form those opportunities will arise. That's the luck part. But you're more in a ready state to take advantage of, the, uh, of those things going on around you. And I'm starting to experience that myself right now, but just starting after many years climbing that mountain. So the point is that it does get easier, but also you don't exactly know where or how your journey is going to go. And so don't plan too far ahead. But one thing for sure, it's not going to go exactly how you think it's going to go. But knowing in the back of your mind that it's going to get better really helps in dealing with the extra stress of pushing yourself which kind of reminds me of the value of chronic stress monitoring because the elephant in the room is, is there really any value in just monitoring your chronic stress? Because you still have the stress, right? So what's the point of just monitoring it when you already know you have it? Well, you know, putting aside the therapeutic value of journaling in general, just having the ability to anticipate a flare, to anticipate symptoms, That mental preparedness, even if you can't do anything about it, just knowing it's coming, being able to brace for it helps. It really does help. As does keeping in mind as you climb that proverbial mountain, it will get easier. So anticipation and knowing things will get better helps a lot. And as far as, you know, monitoring your chronic stress and not being able to do anything about it or or about triggering symptoms... People will say to me from time to time, hey, Adam, you know, there's there's no wiggle room in my schedule. There's nothing I can do. And I can see there are times when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and it might make more sense to s- stick with your current workload and, and take the risk, even if the risk is high. It's not ideal. It's a dilemma. And I've talked about what some common dilemmas might be. Episodes 40 and 41, I go through some what-if scenarios might want to check that out if you haven't already. But here's the thing. If you can make time to see the doctor after you flare, if you can make time to get whatever treatments after you flare, if you can make time to rest after you flare, then you can certainly make some adjustments preemptively, which will undoubtedly be less painful, 
less expensive, and in general, cause less disruption to your life than going through an actual flare, right? And I have suggestions uh, I like to offer for, you know, what to do when you're approaching your threshold. I've probably repeated those suggestions in various episodes, uh, but the one that comes to mind is all the way back to episode three, about a year and a half ago. But the great thing about chronic stress monitoring is that it allows you to target those adjustments more precisely to minimize disruption to your schedule. And just a reminder that with this podcast, at least because of the nature of the subject matter, very little, if anything, becomes obsolete over time. Every episode, as far as I know, is just as relevant today as it was when I recorded it. But anyway, uh, back to climbing that proverbial mountain. In addition to keeping in mind that it's going to get better, it's important to carve out some time to periodically assess your progress. And sometimes you have to look for little signs that you are getting closer. I remember with my back injury, pre-spinal injection, I had to really look for signs that I was indeed progressing in my recovery because I was still in a lot of pain and, and walking with a noticeable limp and couldn't do things I like to do like hiking and tennis. But there were signs I was getting better. My gait was getting a little better. My back wasn't quite as stiff waking up in the morning. Uh, I could extend my arm out without my leg being in pain. These were small wins, but they were objective observations, and every little bit helps in the beginning. Remember, no one ever said it was going to be easy. No one ever said reaching your goals wouldn't require a strong mindset, discipline, endurance, perseverance. But it does make it that much sweeter in the end when you do reach your goals and you see how much you learned and grew as a person. And you'll understand and appreciate why it was for the best to have to go through the pain and discomfort and struggles along the way. Well, anyway, that's my two cents for this week. I really do value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Or always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Stay safe, wishing you good health and success. And as always, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.